This is Offspin. Have you ever gone out into the field to record guns? Actually, I did that. Working on Pathan was fun because I, I told you, it had almost every kind of action that I can think about. I went to Vietnam and in Vietnam, it was in Ho Chi Minh. There are these uh, caves. Listen to that, a little ahead, they had this firing field. So uh, they have uh, the option to fire uh, AK-47, RPDs and uh, uh, I think M M series, the M5s. So I fired all these things and I had actually taken a recorder. Oh, wow. I had taken a recorder thinking that it would record something, whatever I get. And uh, I got the opportunity to fire these guns and I actually recorded that. And I have used that in Patan actually. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Offspin Media Friends proudly presents A Day in Your Life by Anant Krishnan, an Offspin original. Hi, my name is Anant and welcome to the third episode of this podcast called A Day in Your Life. Today we have with us Ganesh Gangadharan, Senior Sound Designer at YRF Studios. Good afternoon, Mr. Ganesh. Good afternoon, Anant. How are you? I'm doing well. It's wonderful to have you on the show at such a short notice. Thank you for coming on board. Yeah, most welcome. Yeah. You're such an old friend and of course, I knew that you were doing something interesting. So I thought, you know, we were part of it. Why not? That's really nice of you. Could you tell me where you were born and brought up? A little about yourself. My name is Ganesh Gangadharan. I'm an audio engineer and a sound designer. So I was born in Cochin, Kerala. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I finished my college education, I was working as a software engineer for about four years. And then that is a time when internet was freely available a little more. And I got to know about uh, various other fields and always in- interested in uh, audio engineering because uh, I was a little into music and all when I was in college. So naturally, I have a lot of sound engineers actually start off as musicians. Music is what gets them into this field. Right. Right. So, and the uh, internet thing happened between 2000, 2005 that, uh, you know, it's around 98 onwards. Oh, of course, there was no enough bandwidth for you to actually, you know, do a lot of research. And neither I don't think that at that time there was a lot of information available on the net. Correct. There was no Google at that time. Exactly. You know, Google, Lycos mostly, you know, it was Lycos, AltaVista and all that. So, I used to search up for uh, consoles about uh, recordings and how process process done because... That time, good records used to. I mean, that's also the time when the CD was the CD was a big thing, right? Yes. I remember compactness, and uh, suddenly from the cassettes to CD was a big jump in um, clarity of audio. If you want to say it in layman's terms, suddenly the music world opened up, and there were also the MTV. Remember the MTV V channel V and all came up that time. The music scene was very happening. Yep, I remember. And. Uh, you used to see in some of the videos, you can see music studios, you know, how the recordings are done. And certainly that fascinates you, right? Absolutely. And then when I joined uh, this uh, software thing, I was working there and used to browse uh, the net, uh, learn about uh, audio things. Uh, came across a few colleges, you know, that time. I didn't know even India had good facilities at that time. I went... And then I started searching for audio engineering courses and all that. And I came across SA, which was uh, the head office was in Australia. So I was wondering, you know, whether I should be going abroad to do the studies. Mm-hmm. Then I found out that they had a marketing interface very close to my house. So I just visited them. I got to know about SA and then they told me that you know, Mumbai has an institute. 
so that's how this whole thing of reaching mumbai happened awesome yeah so this was in 2005 um may 4th i resigned my job and may 5th i got into the train to mumbai <laughs> yeah i just came to institute had a look it took a little more while to start for the classes to start but then yeah by the time i was a big fan of uh, audio engineering and you know that's the, probably the only time i was like really waiting to learn something i never wanted to go to school or college but every single day <laughs> at sa you know audio engineering once i joined audio engineering i enjoyed every single day of it so that's how it started yeah i also remember that you were assisting post your course there yeah 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 so i was a student supervisor so that gave me a really good opportunity to you know play around with a lot more equipments than i was actually qualified to at that point correct i'm sure you would have had more hands on experience during that period than you were during your learning time correct from sai to current day wire of studios what's your primary role here so i am a sound designer now okay i started off as a sound editor okay i was assisting uh, ali merchant that time sound editor of prf and then later on they became the sound designer so when i started off as i started my job was like uh, assisting ali okay uh, worked with ali for about 2 to 2 and a half years mm-hmm. and then ali started freelancing then i was the sound editor of prf okay and then in 2013 uh, was my first film as a sound designer like independent sound designer was dhoom 3 wow before that i had done work on a movie called uh, laho and uh, but for wire of the my first movie was uh, doom 3 uh, as a sound designer nice the life of the designer started from there what's the difference between a sound editor and the sound designer basic difference between a sound editor and a sound designer is that it's more of a managerial job okay when you become a sound designer you're also a sound editor plus you're also managing the entire project in terms of the sound department so that is a fundamental difference okay because then what happens is you are the single point contact to the producer or the director and for the other departments and you are the person who's taking all the the final calls mm-hmm. there is a lot of decision making there plus you are also sound editor so sound editor uh, as a sound designer you might also have a team working with you mm-hmm. and uh, then you uh, come in as a decision maker you have your team uh, divide to work on section say for example the folly section works on the folly the dialogue editor uh, cleans up the dialogue edits the dialogue mm-hmm. and then you have your sound editors who are doing all your uh, effects and ambiences and there might be an action sequence which i might do myself mm-hmm. or it might be assigned to a one particular sound editor so it's all a teamwork when everything comes together mm-hmm. it's about how everything should sound as one part of the entire visual experience so basically it's just how you bring everything together wow it would be so fascinating to be designing sounds for films how do you go about prepping for a sound design project how much time does it usually take to you know mix or design a film or a ott show okay what happens is uh, when say for example a project comes to you right mm-hmm. attendance sequence what usually happens is generally like a production calls you and they say that you know we have this particular project mm-hmm. directed by this particular director okay and um, you know would you like to see the movie would you like to be a part of it or we would like to have you whatever you know mm-hmm. and then uh, suppose uh, you agree to it and then you go and see the movie once at their office either it be the production or they will send you the movie 
the next is that you know you basically have a discussion with the director regarding how you liked the movie right or sometimes you had certain points that you would like to make and then once all that is sorted uh, then you start with the post production okay so in post production the first stage is i would say would be the dialogue clean up okay, okay? so if the movie is a sing song film which it is most of the time nowadays mm-hmm. then you get the dialogue tracks mm-hmm. you have a look and then you start editing the dialogue tracks correct so in between i would add a few technical things like say for example the dialogue track the location drive comes to you you actually map it your edls and then you get a dialogue session right okay so what edl does is edl has the time code and the data metadata of every single clip that has been recorded and that has been used in the edit right so the editor once the editor has finalized the edit he will give you something you know called edl edl is a edit decision list based on that you can get the dialogue tracks right so basically when you sync it you get the dialogue tracks which has been recorded on location in sync with the picture right and the uh, dialogue editor starts editing the dialogues okay the editing the dialogues means that basically smoothing out between takes say for example let's imagine that there is a dialogue conversation between you and me mm-hmm. in the movie the anant is talking to ganesh okay mm-hmm. so the shots in which anant is talking must have been recorded at 10 am mm-hmm. and my close ups are taken at 4 pm yeah okay there will be definitely a difference in ambience correct imagine shooting in mumbai and 10 am traffic is much much up higher than the 4 pm traffic correct so how do you make this believable in terms of sound that they are talking to each other mm. you know what i mean right we have shot some lines together mm-hmm. and then i have left or you have left then mm. i am taking your close ups and you are taking and 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 then they are taking my close ups mm. this might happen in two different timelines right and the ambient sounds are completely different correct correct say for any 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 city or for any players the day ambiance doesn't sound like the dining ambiance correct 100% yeah uh, absolutely so then how do you make it sound like they are actually talking to each other hmm that is when the dialogue editor comes in cleans up all the sounds that are not required okay and uh, then lays his his own uh, you know like a room tone sometimes recorded on the set or off the set or wherever and makes it sound like one entire one unit right like you know it's, it's actually as two people are talking to each other although the shots must have been recorded when both of were not even like close to each other hmm so uh, this one part of the dialogue editing got it okay, and then the next comes the uh, dialogue clean up uh, now imagine that uh, we are uh, shooting in mumbai okay mm-hmm. we put a set next to the western express highway they made some huts mm-hmm. they made a chota road mm-hmm. but your sound you cannot su- cheat sound hmm. the sound is still going to capture the metro yeah. the the truck that are going on yeah right the 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 cars and all the sounds the sound is going to capture but which is not a part of the village life correct so what does the dialogue clean up during the process dialogue in the process what the dialogue editor does is it removes all those tracks all those additional sounds that are there in the track hmm track and then make a clean dialogue track okay so there are softwares for that there are so- multiple softwares for that you in a combination of softwares for that mm-hmm. so using all that he creates a dialogue track as if there is only the dialogue mm-hmm. so that is the basic uh, fundamental jobs of the dialogue editor okay is to edit and clean up the dialogue tracks okay so now the dialogue section is done okay also 
वट है so then what you do is that you know you might have to look for alternate takes because the same shot must have been taken from different angles so the dialogue must have gotten captured right so if the performance is correct then we can replace that section noisy section with a better silent part okay the same dialogue he must have said it more than once right so instead of choosing a noisy section we can choose the same dialogue where there was no truck pass Hmm. What softwares do you use for cleanups? RX. It's nowadays mostly RX. Okay. There is also uh, something called the Clarity VX by Waves. Uh, we tried some basic stuff on it, uh, and I think it works quite well. But we've been always been working on RX right from RX two or three. Oh, great! Yeah. Now it is on RX ten. So, yeah. And it has gone really um, advanced in terms of uh, you know the output and uh, the technology, the algorithm that they've been using. Yeah. How about something like Cedar Audio? Do you guys also use that? Cedar, I've never used in my life. I've never used it actually. That's too fancy. <laughs> I've heard that you know that there used to be this hardware and it used to work quite well. Uh-huh. But uh, considering how technology has advanced, I'm sure that you know the softwares that are there right now mm-hmm. are truly, truly. They've achieved a lot. Okay. They they're far more advanced than what used to we used to have earlier. Right. Like every year, there is a new version coming out, and there is a significant difference. There is a significant advancement in that technology. Interesting. So and then the next process is uh, the design part, basically the sound editing, the foley, and etc. So foley is a different department, uh, which also comes under the 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 main sound design. section mm-hmm. and there is a folly team we give the movie to the folly they will watch the movie they will make a list of property that they will need to create the sounds okay folly is basically uh, the sounds that for example the footsteps right the interaction between people mm-hmm. uh say say for example if there is a scene where two people are drinking water glass you know bottles uh eyes right. footsteps walking every activity that you see in the movies is part of folly correct except say the fight sounds the bike sounds mm-hmm. the car sounds the explosions all the, those are part of effects mm-hmm. so every other sound that is done by the character in the movie say for example he's walking coming opening a door mm-hmm. uh, sitting in a car you know the sitting part the creaks the rustles the taps all that is folly yeah ha ah, correct they they are tapping the shoulders you know they are giving a handshake mm-hmm. so all the sounds that were created by the interaction of characters in the movie so folly sound okay so that's all character done by the folly team and then there are effects where you know you create the ambiances like say for example in the earlier example that i said mm-hmm. you have uh, the you have a village made next to the expressway correct in a city right but you Correct. still have to establish the the ambiance of a village so mm-hmm. what do you do have a library sometimes we have libraries sometimes we have recordings mm-hmm. sometimes uh, somebody must have traveled to a village and actually gotten the sounds recorded mm-hmm. so there will be a generally like a they just a little bend might be a distant cow or a distant bullock uh, traveling depending on whatever the the kind of village that is right so you recreate that environment i get it yeah Living sound, yeah. So that is all part of the effects ambient editing. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, the effects and the folly come together they premix the follies basically where you actually decide what what level that is like something it's something that is far mm-hmm. is heard much lower at level than something that is closer so that is when correct. you do all your leveling and stuff correct correct so that's part of your premix nowadays the design also encompasses of uh, leveling and giving adding the right reverb and you know the kind of treatment that a scene requires mm-hmm. etc so that all comes under effects and design got it got it so basically these are the the fundamental work of the effects team or the sound designer you could say the folly the dialogue editing the dialogue cleanup and effects and ambiences awesome awesome oh that's a lot of work <laughs> it is so regarding the timeline that the question that you asked mm-hmm. uh see most of the time the production comes up with a timeline already they have already have a deadline mm-hmm. they, they say for example if it's january they come saying that you know oh, we have to finish this by march so that in uh, april we can release it right so then you work around and you make a schedule mm-hmm. uh, so as to meet their deadlines mm-hmm. that is how it usually happens sometimes where there are very very strict deadlines say for example that sometimes you need to finish the entire film in 20 25 days oh so shorter productions house have uh, have their deadline sorted they have a proper release date mm. and they have a date on when the vfs is going to come when right. we need to uh, when the bgm is going to happen mm-hmm. and get delivered to the mix when are we going to you know review with the uh, director hmm. so we have, we make a proper schedule on all that and we try and follow it as much as possible oh great great who makes all these schedules and who sees to that uh, you know it's the team work so basically the sound designer and the production and the director all we are tick- so basically the producer the director and the sound designer sit together it's and all a collaborative effort you know yes absolutely in between absolutely. teams as in you know someone will be coordinating between everyone yeah 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 because we also need to know at what stage we need to deliver what correct yeah so it's a it's a collective thing but most of the time it's a producer's decision to have the release date any insights into a particular film or a series that you want to talk about i would say that the latest is pathan uh-huh. and it's been doing really well right yeah so working on pathan was fun because i told you it had almost every kind of action that i can think about mm-hmm. uh, like you know it's got uh, fist fight it's got uh, airplane it's got bikes it's got cars it's got explosions and it's got <laughs> you just name it and as it So yeah. So all these uh, aircraft and your explosions are all uh, library sounds, correct? Yes, 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 yes absolutely. Okay. So uh, sometimes what I do is when I get a new movie, mm-hmm. I purchase libraries based on that movie, and especially if there is something new. Ah. Except for example, there is a lot of fight uh, like during war I had bought a new series of uh, fist fight and the uh, martial arts mm-hmm. libraries. Okay. And for Thugs of Hindustan I had bought a lot of powder gun uh, powder guns. You know the powder gun is the the old ha huh? the, the the old world guns I got it where used to you know stuff the gun powder gun into this thing and then you know trigger that so because uh, tugs was also period so yeah. that had uh, entirely different kind of gun shots whereas a war or a pathanas are entirely different because a lot of AK47s are used in pathan and you know when you especially when you see a lot of middle east action mm-hmm. they use the uh, AK47s extensively mm-hmm. whereas uh, the period would be more like powder guns and you know all that have you ever gone out into the field to record guns i don't think that's done in india but i'm just asking out of curiosity actually i did that uh huh 
I went to Vietnam and in Vietnam, it was in Ho Chi Minh. There are these uh, caves. Listen to that a little ahead. They had this firing field. Okay. So uh, they have uh, the option to fire uh, AK-47 RPDs uh-huh. and uh, uh, I think M M series, the M5s. Okay. So I fired all these things and I had actually taken a recorder. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just happened. I, took, I, took, I had taken a recorder thinking that it would record something, whatever I get. And uh, I got the opportunity to fire these guns and I actually recorded that. And I have used that in Patan actually. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That would have made a superb recording. Yeah, yeah. Usually we work on most, 90% of the time we get libraries. But this was like something else to actually uh, record it, those sounds. But and I'm telling you, Anand, it is a completely different feeling to actually hear the gun. Yeah, absolutely. I had already worked on one action sequence before I went to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And there, when I fired the AK-47, I understood that, you know, the sounds that that you hear in movies. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it is, it's much more alive when you actually hear it. It's an entire package of a feeling. Yeah. It's not just a sound. Like you hold the gun, you fire it, and you when you hear it, right, mm-hmm. it is it's an out-of-the-world experience. It's something else. Right. It's quite fun to actually fire an AK-47 and then you understand that, you know, the gravity of the whole thing. Like, sort of joke. You, can, you can't just handle a gun because the kind of recoil that... I mean, I have that in my on my Instagram. I have that video on my Instagram, actually. The, the process of recording those sounds, I put it on my Instagram. So, that was quite fun, actually. In fact, I think the only thing uh, I would hate about Indian movies is, you know, the repetitive use of uh, gun libraries. It's It all more or less sounds the same. Yeah. You know, I think uh, for English movies, they particularly have a scope to go out in the field because in the US, you could tell someone to go out in the field and fire, wherein you could record all those SFX while they are being fired. Agree. But again, like, I don't know any, if any place in India that I can actually go and record a sound. I mean, it happened because I could go to Vietnam and do it. Correct, correct. The repetitive use of guns is also because, let's say, for example, most of the Indian movies might show the AK-47. Mm-hmm. And the AK-47 usually is pretty much uh, the same 20, 30, 50 sounds that we usually use. Mm. That might be one of the reasons you say that, you know, that gun sounds very repetitive. That's exactly my point. If I could go on to the next question, I would want to chat a little about uh, Dolby Atmos. Yeah, I understand uh, working with Dolby Atmos would be uh, amazing for films. But uh, what about music? Of late, I think podcasts have also started using this uh, technology. Would there be a solid difference between the two formats, uh, films and music? And also, do you think Dolby Atmos would be here to stay? I would say that the Dolby Atmos should be here to stay. Okay. Because it is capable of delivering much more than a studio can deliver. Okay. Right. It is capable. Mm -hmm. Now, the word I'm using capable Mm -hmm. is strictly on the engineer. Right. Dolby Atmos by itself mm-hmm. cannot help anything. Right. It is on the engineer to use Dolby Atmos effectively mm. to create that extra dimension of world. And that is absolutely possible. And we have always been doing it. Mm-hmm. See, when we graduated from 5.1 to 7.1 to Atmos, mm-hmm. there are so many things that we have achieved in terms of separation. Mm. Say, for example, sound separation. Right. 
it's a truth i say for example something that used to come out of two speakers is now coming out of six speakers is now coming out of eight speakers is now coming out of 7.1.4 yeah in a for an ott correct and literally 128 channels imagine 128 channels in a theater i mean you can literally play sound in any one localized point wow so we started using that from doom 3 Right. So in Doom, there is a first scene, you know, where the bike is jumping over the head, and the bike is actually feels like it jumps over your head. Hmm. And in, even in this, in Patan, lots of rockets, and you know, the tunnel shot, the gunshots, and bullet passes, lots, lots of sounds that actually give you that extra fidelity. Mm-hmm. Fidelity is a very non-technical term, but I know we've used that because you know the people are familiar with that term. Right. you get a lot of separation you get lots of clarity with each voice that you use mm-hmm. and it is an and music when you come to music you can actually create uh, a, of course you have you understand that you know you have to mix remix it almost from from the stems the stems are basically individual tracks correct so basically the guitar is separate the vocal is separate your strings are separate your uh, percussion is separate your hi hats everything is separate mm-hmm. and then it's on how you play sir and it doesn't even always mean that you know because you have all the tracks you have to always rotate it around your head no that is not that necessarily not be a good mix hmm. but what a studio can achieve hmm. in a dolby atmos or dolby binaural mm-hmm. which is again you know based on the same principles but binaural is a slightly different approach personally i would say the binaural is out of the world it's really like how you hear something in real life you you should get some binaural uh, recordings they are outstanding wow so if you can actually mix a music in atmos and then get the output in binaural then it will be outstanding only thing is that you know your engineer has to be capable and he has to be technically sound not just in terms of the technology the technical part of it but also in terms of aesthetics hmm. if the engineer can achieve that i then feel that you know it be truly like an additional like an added uh, dimension to the whole experience Wow, the excitement you had in saying this shows how amazing Dolby Atmos really is. <laughs> All right, Ganesh, a last question. Any advice that you'll have for upcoming sound engineers? See, I wouldn't say advice, but if you are passionate enough to pursue and you do, you want to do something, mm-hmm. you should just go ahead and do it. See, I only have my example to say here because I was working. I told you I was working in a software company, mm-hmm. and one fine day that I felt that you know I'm not cut out for that. Mm. and i had in- developed an interest for this i left my job i came to mumbai i did what i had to do hmm. not thinking about the consequences uh, once i did that with i mean you know i mean we were batchmates and you know we were in the same college and you, you know how things were correct we did our best and then yeah 17 years later i'm still you know i'm here working enjoying fine everything going well so there is no advice that i can give that you know if you i i believe that you know if you full heartedly go into something mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you are doing but if you like take truly convinced about something if you really like what you are doing i think you are supposed to make it in that field awesome you have to have to make it in that field. i mean what else is this world for i mean it's for you to achieve what you want to do right correct correct the world is not here to dictate what you should do you are here to dictate to the world like what you want to do and for that you have to make an effort and you have to do what you have to do that's it wow that was advice from the heart yeah <laughs> this chat went really well ganesh thank you so much for doing this 
Yeah, thank you, Anand. And uh, I mean, it's truly wonderful that you know you come up with this idea where you know ten, uh, fifteen years back when we wanted to know more about something that we really want to get into, we did not have that kind of information. But today, it is very easy to get a lot of information on the net. You can contact the person whom you want to work with, or you want to follow, or whatever you know. Now it is you know possible for one person to sit in their bedroom and just listen to. these kind of uh, exchange of ideas and more information you can make a very informed decision the next generation should have more of these opportunities of gaining more knowledge so that you know they can be probably like better than the previous generation and achieve more things that we could ever achieve right that's the whole idea that's how the world goes ahead thank you so much for doing this and uh, i wish you the best all right You just heard a day in your life, an offspin original, created and produced by Anant Krishnan. This show is live and available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Savan, Gana, Wink, and every other place we thought hosted podcasts. Give the offspin team a like, maybe a subscribe on their Instagram page, and be in touch. We love hearing from you. Keep listening to content from Offspin Media friends and keep listening. The opinions expressed in this show are personal to the guests and the host and do not necessarily represent the opinions of the producer or the platform. This show does not intend to defame and denigrate any individual or organization in India or outside. The show is created for entertainment purposes only. It does not encourage smoking, drinking or any kind of substance use. It may contain the use of harsh language that may be considered offensive, rude or profane by the listeners. It may also contain incidents that mention or describe mental health issues, casteism, suicide and violence. Listeners are advised to use their discretion. This is Offspin. Offspin.